Well, welcome everybody and thanks for joining us today from wherever you are in your bubble, North Island, South Island, or even if you are overseas. Great to have you with us today. And also special welcome to all our campuses from Church Unlimited. I'm going to do something really different today. You've heard me preaching uh, over the last number of weeks, but what I want to do today is interview four of my team about how they have found uh, this whole experience of the uh, COVID-19 shutdown and self-isolation. So we're going to focus specifically on three things. What are the gains that they have made? What are the struggles they've been through? And I think you'll find that pretty interesting. And then some of the lessons that they have learned and that I have learned through this time together. The reality is that we're going to face this crisis. We're going to face more crises after this as well. And in every crisis, there are gains to be made, uh, struggles that you're going to face, but also lessons to learn. So I hope this, what we share with you today, is going to equip you for the future of a crisis that may be looming, uh, maybe even in the not too distant future. So I'm going to kick off by getting uh, the team here to just introduce themselves. So first. Yeah, g'day. Uh, I'm Adrian. Uh, I love music and I've got a young family with uh, three kids. Great. Hey, everybody. I'm Julian. Uh, I'm married to the beautiful Katie and I've got kids three, five, seven and nine. Hi, I'm Helen Very. Uh, married, no kids. I've been married for five years. Awesome. And I'm Jodie and uh, I'm married with two kids. Great. So, uh, thinking on your feet, if you can, um, describe in three or four words what the last eight weeks have been like. So, Jodie. Um, I'd say they've been exhausting mm-hmm. and challenging mm-hmm. and a little bit of rewarding as well. Anyone else there been exhausted? <laughs> well, join the club. All right. <laughs> I got pretty exhausted as well. Helen, tell us. Uh, to be honest, the last eight weeks, um, the phrase that comes to mind is, help me, Jesus. Well, at least you've kept to the three words, help me, Jesus. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say when I'm preaching, help him, Jesus. But anyway, uh, Julian. Yeah, I think our three words would be kids, Katie and chaos. Chaos, folks, chaos. Does that ring a bell? You're going to identify with what some of these people say because I have some idea what's going to come. But Adrian? Yeah, definitely uh, challenging. Um, and I'd say a bit of fun and very noisy. Wow. So some clear words coming out here, aren't they? Challenging, chaos, um, fun, you know. So there's some pluses as well coming through as well. It's good. So um, look, as Church Unlimited, we've had a, a mantra over the Right from the beginning of uh, uh, this whole lockdown, it was that we're going to come out stronger, closer to God and closer to others. And it's really been quite an anchor for us. I think a lot of people have bought into it and it's been helpful. And I've based it on two scriptures because you want to be able to base it on something that's solid. And the first one is Romans 8, 28. uh, All things work together for, for good for them that love God. And we've said that verse of scripture is a fortress inside which you want to live. If you can stay inside that covering, uh, you can get through any crisis, COVID-19 or any future crisis, because why? You know God's going to work good for you in whatever you're going through. And of course, He's going to work good good in it. He's also going to get you through. But another verse of Scripture that's been really powerful during this time for us is Isaiah 45 and verse 3, which says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. So when you go through something like 
COVID-19 and the, the shutdown and the lockdown, the self-isolation, yeah, it can be a dark time. But just remember, God's promises in that darkness, there is treasure to be found. You come out with some really, really good stuff that you can't get any other way. And if you've not yet found treasure, you may hear some of it today, but also you've got to look for treasure because it is there. I promise you, because God says it is there for you. So in terms of gains, my wife said to me, she said, well, I hope it's not the biggest gain I've made, but she said, you've come out with a better hairstyle. So I'll leave you, I'll leave you to judge that, whether that's true or not. So we're going to look first at gains, all right? We're going to look at it from two angles. First, gains in terms of relationship with God and then gains in terms of relationship with other people. So talking in terms of relationship with God, Julian, what can you tell us? Did you make a gain there? Yeah, I think I did make a gain in my relationship with God. And, um, you know, uh, some people will know I lead worship um, a lot in our church. Um, but one of the gains I found was just worshipping God on my own at home, um, just having some moments with God. You know, I found that uh, there was times, especially in the first couple of weeks, where it was really sunny and you just wake up and I just found myself wanting to spend more time in God's presence, uh, having some moments with God. Uh, and I know it sounds a bit kind of like, oh, yeah, holy and that. But I think when you lead people in worship all the time, you can, um, yeah, you can forget to lead yourself into God's presence. And so I think it was just great. It was it's nice not to have all the, maybe the, the distractions or the people around and just me and God. And for me, that was a huge gain. Um, yeah, just time with him. Please tell us that sometimes the presence didn't come like you wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, sometimes I would start singing or playing the guitar and I'd be bombarded by three, uh, four little people uh, who would come crashing in. And um, I think that's a little bit like our life, though. You know, we, we have a picture of what it's going to be like and, and, and then things just get messy. Um, but I think God loves that stuff, you know, when, when we're worshipping, I was singing, you know, there'd be multiple times where kids would just come into the lounge and, uh, and they'd join in as well, which was great. So it was, it was good. Yeah, well, I, I reckon that, you know, you've got four kids at home distracting your worship. But I know that when we're in church together as a congregation, we also get distracted, don't we, from the worship and the singing because we think about some problem we've got on our minds. You know, we're thinking about the, the, the outfit the person in front of us is wearing and, you know, the hairstyle is not quite what you approve of, you know, and we get distracted, don't we? I mean, that, that's the reality of it. So, uh, yeah, that's great, Julie. Anyway, Helen, tell us, uh, did you make any losses or gains with your relationship with God? <laughs> oh, that was a tough one. Um, no, I think um, my biggest gain probably was the Word of God during the lockdown. I just... Um, knew I needed to depend on his promises, but I just grew a love, a more, a greater love for, for God's wow. word. And just that actually really helped to um, reset my mind and just the thoughts and how I was, how I would see the day or how I would attack the day. Having God's word in my mind and in my heart was, um, was a huge gain. So that was a win. Well, that's so encouraging for me. Someone must be listening to my sermons and actually now putting it into practice that, you know, we preach the word of God all the time. But actually I've heard numbers of people say that, you know, the word of God was, has been a real anchor for them uh, during that time. But, you know, one of the things I found in terms of relationship with God is that, you know, some days I'd pray and there'd be good presence of God and all the rest of it. But other days, it'd be like the heavens were brass, like, God, where are you? Like, you were so with me yesterday. And, you know, I don't know whether you do this. or I try and pray the same prayers that I prayed yesterday that seemed to bring the presence of God. Or I sing the same song. Yes, I do sing. Oh, yeah, I do sing. I'm going to do a solo in church one day. Just wait and see. But, you know, I just, 
I, then I had to just tell myself, look, it doesn't matter whether I feel the presence or not. I can't live by feeling, got to live by faith. God still hears my prayer. So I wanna, what I want to say is maybe if some of you, you didn't feel much happening during your prayer times, God was still listening. And some of those answers are on the way. But one thing I think I can say is that I've come out of this shutdown period with a closer relationship with God. And for me, if that's the only gain I get through COVID-19, it was worth every single second. I'd almost say, thank God for COVID-19. All right, let's move on to uh, a bit more of a tricky area. And that's the whole thing of relationships, making gains, because I reckon... A lot of people probably made losses during COVID-19 in terms of relationships. So, but Adrian, tell us, how did you find it in terms of relationships, people? Yeah, look, the, um, I often found myself explaining my experience like a, there's, a, there's a big part of it which was a detox. So a lot of my life had to stop and the noise in my <laughs> life had to stop, which um, created a lot of space for me to spend time with my kids. So... So you're saying that life was really noisy, you know, like it was just things happening all the time yeah. and now was shut down, it all went quiet. Yeah, there quiet. were a lot, a lot of elements, yeah. whether it was with work, it quietened down, yeah. I was working at home, kind of, there were many things that just had to stop. And um, even just working at home, being more available for the kids meant that we ended up going to the park a lot more often, kicking a ball around or just me fixing up the bikes that weren't working and so we could go for bike rides. And uh, I realized that probably one of the most special things in my kid's life is when mum or dad plays with them and spends some quality time like that. And um, so that was a huge gain for me. And I, I fell in love with that again um, because that's the dad that I guess I've always wanted to be and I've, I've promised God that I'd be. And so it was cool to be reminded to have that space to step into it and yeah, I loved it. So you think COVID-19 really helped you, uh, you know, go back to being the dad you've always wanted to be, but you kind of lost track of that for a bit, but now it's kind of come back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we can, like I mentioned, I think our lives, our work life, our social life, everything kind of takes up so much time. And to be honest, I think my family sometimes get just the dregs the leftovers at the end of the day they get the grumpy dad I'm so well behaved at work and you know I'm just <coughs> positive and everything but you know that you get home it's starting to get dark you're tired and you miss that opportunity to yeah. give your best or give a best moment to your family so what that, a what a yeah. fantastic gain eh, to come out of uh, this shutdown you know as we said there's there's treasure and, you know, becoming, you know, focusing more on parenting, it, that's a great treasure to come out with. But, hey, if you're listening and your family went south <laughs> and you got further apart than that, hey, that's okay too because we don't want anyone to feel bad. It's just that we learn from this that <clears throat> we go through a crisis. In some areas, we, we make losses, but other areas, we make gains. And I'm sure if you look hard enough, there'll be areas where you have made real big gains. So, Jody, tell us for you, Horizontal. Um, yeah, I think kind of similar to Adrian, um, our family life, we've always been really busy. Uh, we do a lot together. I mean, Sam and I work together, but um, 
I think this really forced us as a family to get a lot stronger, stronger. And I think one thing I realised is how much you can input and teach your kids just by having the time spent with them. You know, often you send them out to play or do things like that. But this, you know, we, we were together so much that I found just our conversations ended up teaching them stuff or uh, we'd dialogue and I'd, I'd learn more about them. And so we really grew a lot closer, I think, as a family. We did family dinners every night. We um, went for bike rides. We uh, did family games, learned a lot about um, how to be good losers or tried to. <laughs> I'm not sure if we won on that. Gosh. Um, but yeah, I think definitely for us as a family, I also saw real progress in my kids, which was really encouraging. I saw them step up in this season. It was hard for them, but they coped really well. Um, I saw them get closer together and I I guess I would never want this kind of situation again. But if I look back, I think, wow, I could never have got out of, I couldn't have gained what I gained without this season of, of lockdown. Well, as we said, look, God works all things together for good. <laughs> Who would ever imagine that shutdown and lockdown would help them become better parents? Like you just wouldn't imagine that, you know. Hey, but don't worry. We're just looking at gains right now. We're going to get to the struggles, all right? Believe me. So stay with us. We're not going to make it look like everything's been fantastic. But I do have to tell you one phenomenal gain uh, for me. And this comes from Adrian, my own wife. And she said that during shutdown and lockdown, we have got closer together. Now, look, every husband is going to say, look, my marriage is great. We're getting closer together. They'll always, right, you know, ask a husband, what's marriage like? They'll usually say nine out of 10 or eight out of 10. But the wife, she'll probably say minus eight or minus nine. But, so you've got to, if, if you're talking about the standard of your marriage, you've got to get it from the wife. So, hey, look, uh, what a, for me, gosh, when, actually, when she said it, I was a bit surprised. I thought, wow, this is absolutely awesome. So fantastic. Hey, but we're going to get on to the really interesting stuff probably right now, and that's the struggles, all right? So I'm going to be asking our panel, uh, what, you know, what areas in which they, during the last 80 minutes, what has been a big struggle for them? So uh, we're going to kick it off. Hey, uh, Julian, why don't we go with Julian? What's, what's been a struggle for you? Yeah, I think... Um Maybe some of the struggles, or well, one of the struggles, was um, when you're locked down, you can't go anywhere, uh, and you're stuck at home with whoever's in your bubble, uh, but you're also stuck with yourself. Uh, and I think for me, the biggest struggle was, I was the struggle, you know? I realised um, there were things that uh, we talked a lot, or I heard you talk a bit about having rich habits, uh, and, you know, it's good to have rich habits, but I think part of that was also realising that some were not rich habits, they were poor habits. Uh, and yeah, that was a struggle, almost almost wanting, uh, having to admit, man, this is a struggle. Um, and this is something I'm, uh, you know, not, not that great at, that I thought I was really good at, but maybe being locked down, you know, things came out um, a little bit. Yeah. So what, 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 give us an example, please. Come on, details. <laughs> we, details. we need to hear. <laughs> so, uh, well, one, one example, you know, uh, when you're at home all the time, there's this thing called the pantry. Yeah, in the fridge, uh, and I, I just found myself kind of constantly going back to get something else to eat, something else to snack. And the first couple of weeks, it's like it's all good, but then I realised, man, I, I actually can't stop going into the pantry and into the, you know. And I think what it made me realise was um, one, this probably isn't that healthy, but then secondly, is uh, I thought I was in control. You know, I thought I could just stop, um, but you know, sort of realised. What was your favourite? What was your favourite go-to food in the oh, pantry? Yeah, okay. Uh, probably the only flavour that's good, salt and vinegar chips, would, be, vinegar. would be the chillest. Salt and vinegar. You know, I mean, they're, they're probably in heaven, but, you know, I think the, 
Yeah, with it's dip. A, with dip. It's with got dip, a, yeah, have you ever tried dip. the curried chicken chips? No, they, no. no yeah, they, they, they're yeah, better yeah, than yeah, any. You would have been in the, You would have lived in the pantry if they were there. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I shop at Pack and Save, so. But um, I no, I found that I thought I was in control of some areas, uh, and I wasn't. And I think you know something in me wow. kind of. Ooh, stung a little bit, thinking, man, I, I thought I had control in this area, and I've got a poor habit. And if I want to have a rich habit, uh, you know, I've I've got to be honest. I want to pick up on that for a moment because uh, it's things that come up that you not think you didn't think were there <clears throat> during my biggest struggle during shutdown is I was just so busy, and I was working. I was literally working seven days a week, you know, morning till evening, and. Uh, for the first six weeks, there was a real grace of God upon me, and I, I, I thought, man, this is awesome. But then the, suddenly it's like the grace lift on the seventh week. I found myself having emotions that I virtually never have, and that was I was starting to feel angry that I was having to work so hard, and I thought, my goodness, what is this? And then I began to even resent. Look, I'm always telling people, if you want to get anywhere, you've got to work hard. And here I was now resenting the fact that I was working hard. But, you know, it's like that for a season, for that last week, the grace of God, it just didn't seem to be there. And I just had to fight my way through it and keep myself in check. And fortunately, I'm back in a good place now and made it through. But, you know, I think under pressure, things do come to the surface that we don't always like the look of. So, um, Helen, tell us, did you have any struggle during this time? Yeah, I was just thinking about just being under pressure. I had my elderly mum, who's 83, come and stay with us. Um, and so I had wrong expectations going into the lockdown. I just thought like, we're going to spend some quality time and it's going to be great and she's going to be at home. Um, but what I realised is that she needed a lot more care that I could actually give her. And I was really, I started to feel real guilty because I, I couldn't provide it as best as I, I could or as best as I wanted to. At the same time, trying to juggle my work commitments. Um, and I pretty much struggled through the entire lockdown for the food, like five, six weeks. Wow, wow. Um, yeah, and... Oh no, I'm going to start to cry. Um, but yeah, it just was a huge, just, yeah, it was a huge challenge and I just struggled uh, right through it. Um, I learned a lot and, and I think I needed the grace of God. And I felt like God just said, you need my grace to get through what you're getting through. Um, and so, yeah, my struggle was just me uh, wrong <coughs> expectations on my own self as well. Um, yeah, so. I think it would have been a lot of people that have faced similar things to what you went through, Helen, because the needs of people out there are just so great. Because when, when people get shut down, it's almost like the support structures disappear at the same time. And it's sometimes left with just a few to provide the support. And we've often felt for people who are elderly, people with mental health issues, people with addictions, you know, we, we, how are they going to get the support? And then sometimes it lands on someone, and maybe you're one of those that's had to be like Helen, give all the support. And it's just been a really tough and a, a really challenging time. So really, thank you, Helen, for sharing that. I think a lot of people can identify with that. Um, so who, who hasn't mentioned struggles? Adrian, we, did you have? Yeah, the, uh, the pressure um, for me uh, or the emotion that would come up was uh, I think my patience was tested at times, just the volume in our house, the decibel level every now and then would just explode. <laughs> And uh, I was working down in the garage, so my default parenting style would be to hear the ruckus upstairs, charge up there, 
rip the kids of all their uh, all, the, all their freedoms and everything they love, and then I'd say, catch you later, babe, and I'd head back down to the garage while she picks up the pieces or finds You're something. You're kidding me, aren't you? No, like, it's real? Then she has to come up with some arts and crafts for them to do. I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so but the, yeah, every now and then I was quite surprised at how often or how quickly I could lose my cool just with the volume that kids, the, that, a, that, a, that a house full all day can, um, wow. can create. So there was, a big, there was a bit of a challenge. It's hard for me to identify with because just me and Adrian in our house, <laughs> four-bedroom house, very quiet most of the time. In fact, we were, we were listening for noise. We wanted right. to hear some noise. So oh, hey, I got me. angry that there was no noise, frustrated that there was no noise around. Join our so, bubble anytime. Yeah, no, no, you can have your bubble. <laughs> it must make you value your wife a lot more these days, Adrian, do you think? Yeah, the whole new appreciation. I, I think I... There are regular moments that God brings us around and I realise, wow, my wife's amazing because she has she deals with that much more than I do when I'm off at work. She's often had the kids through the younger years and things. So, yeah, thanks, babe. That's great. Um, but, yeah, they really, they you know, they just every now and they just really push it. Push yeah, come on, a shout out for all the mums, eh? Yeah. During lockdown, I reckon yeah. they've, you know, they've had to keep the whole house going as well, plus have a husband at home, which not every... <laughs> Wife wants permanently, you know, and uh, you know also home- homeschooling kids if there were kids involved as well. So, hey, mums, yeah, great, well done. Who who's not mentioned a struggle, Jody? Yeah, I think my struggle was um, a little bit different again. The thing I found the hardest, I I really missed time. I think it was such a busy time for any mum with young kids, you know, homeschooling and juggling everything like we've just talked about. You you miss that time. Um, But beyond that, I found it really hard that I felt like everyone else loved lockdown and and was enjoying it. Um, And here I was struggling and I didn't enjoy it. And I was just looking to get to the end of it. And um, that made me feel guilty. And it made me feel like, oh, what is wrong with me? I've got a great life, but yet I'm struggling and I just want to get out of it. And so I think that, that self-realisation may be just looking at myself and um, yeah, trying not to compare. That was a really big struggle. Yeah. Look, everyone's shut down lockdown. Everyone deals with it differently, different emotions, different feelings. And here's a thought for you. I think sometimes people find lockdown or the shutdown hard because of some of their strengths. What I mean by that is if you're a people person and you love to connect with people and you love to love people, when you're shut down, it's a real struggle. But that's because it's, it's, your strength is making it a struggle. Or if you're a go-getter and you like to go, be out there and make things happen and change things around and you're stuck at home, then you're going to find it a lot harder than some of us that quite happy sit on our lazy boys and just do very little and watch TV. So the fact that you found it hard doesn't mean that you're less capable or even less spiritual. All right. So let's get on to some lessons because this is the whole point. Well, sometimes there are lessons and sometimes we don't learn lessons. Hey, if you've not come out with any lessons, hey, hopefully we'll give you something here that you can actually start working on. So who wants to kick us off on a, on a lesson that they've come out with? Julian. Give us a lesson. Yeah, oh, I, I think um, just identifying a bit with what Jody's saying, you know, there's a, there's a part of you that wants to think that it's all going well, but things can be really hard. And I think one of the lessons is we like to think of busyness as a badge that we wear. Yeah. Like, man, I'm so busy and my life is so hectic that I'm, I must be doing the right things. And I think a big lesson has been actually, God's probably more interested in that moment that I get with him each day than 
maybe everything else that happens. Mm. So I think a couple of lessons. One's been just, man, uh, you know, probably prioritising the things that are really important. Good. Uh, and then I think the second thing um, is just, yeah, I'd, I'd written, I'd been in my, I've been journaling through the lockdown, and on Isaiah 29, it talks about once more the humble will rejoice in the Lord, and the needy will rejoice in, in, in God. And I thought, man, I have to be okay with being needy. Like, I've got to be okay with being humble enough to identify I've got a need. Like, I mm. thought I was strong. I had the rich habit in this area, uh, but maybe I don't. And it's okay to come before God with that. It's okay to be needy uh, in God. He's not looking for this perfection. He's actually looking for a heart that's, that's hungry for him and humble. Yeah. So if you've come up with needs and struggles and battles during lockdown, hey, don't feel bad about it. It's, it's okay to be needy, but do, do reach out for help. It's something... So it's not always easy to do, but it's a good thing to do. Helen, do you want to tell us a yeah, lesson? I'm just going to jump in with what uh, Julian yeah. said um, with being needy. My biggest lesson was not being needy, but it's okay to ask for help. Right. Like I just struggled through it pretty much on my own. I mean, Tim was working full time and essential worker. So it was just me and my mum at home trying to juggle through all those weeks. And it was just, I felt like God just said, you know what, Helen, it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask for help and um, tap into the resource, tap into your support networks, to um, people to pray with you, or people just even to have a listening ear, and so you can just offload. Um, that was really important for me, and I just, yeah, really big lesson that I learned. Great. Hey, so folks, take that one away, eh? write it down somewhere. It's okay to be needy, and it's okay to ask for help. Jody. Yeah, I think um, one of my lessons was definitely balance and busyness. You know, like I realised, like Julian, that um, man, life is busy and lockdown is a real realisation that you need that balance. When you get back to real life again, it's um, sort of keeping some of those good habits, those rich habits that you've talked about. Um, but also that God will get you through. That was definitely a big thing for me. Uh, he will get you through no matter what. And uh, I guess the last one from what I faced, feeling guilty, feeling um, like I was comparing myself, and that's always uh, a battle, I think. Uh, I read a great quote that says, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. And um, I think it, just a reminder that, uh, you've always got to just be who you are and, and press on to be a better person, but not look at the person beside you or around you. Yeah, yeah that's great. Don't compare. Don't compare, man. If you can, if you can deal with that one in life, where you're going to set you free. You're going to have a lot of more peace and joy in your life. So not comparing. Just compare with how you were a while back and how you are today and that you're making progress, which I'm sure you are. All right, struggles, uh, lessons. Was it last... Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty hard not to compare. I mean, Julian, if I knew we were quoting scripture. You always have to, you know, I would have prepared something. I brought my Bible if you want to borrow it. <laughs> no, look, a, um, a big lesson for me. Uh, early on, I was asked, how do you think we're going to get through this? What's, what's a strategy to get through this lockdown period? And I was challenged pretty quickly by the Holy Spirit um, to how about I just live up to some of the promises that I've made to God? His promises to me haven't changed. He's with me all the time. He'll, he'll get me through this. I know that. I hear that so often. But I was challenged about all the promises that I throw his way mm -hmm. about how I'm going to react when life gets tough. How many times I'm singing and worshiping to God and I'm 
Same. Lord, your praise, uh, I think in Psalms, <coughs> it says, uh, <laughs> your praise will never leave my lips, Lord. Um, Probably. I will, uh, I'll be, uh, I'm available. Use me anytime. Yeah. God, yeah. You, can, you can use me anytime. If you need something done, count yeah. on me. God, yeah. no matter what happens, I'll stay close to you. I'll be yeah. faithful to you. All these promises that I throw out on a regular basis. And um, I guess, you know, this lockdown for me and my family has, hasn't been nearly as hard as other people in the world have had it. So it's been, uh, but it has been, I guess, a moment out of our comfort zone, something different, and, but a good opportunity for me to live up to my end of the relationship and wow. kind of live out some of those promises that I've made to him. So instead of God, keep your promises, which is always going to be there, it's like God said to Adrian, Hey, how about you keeping your promises now in this time? It's a, it's a real turnaround of events, isn't it? Like, yeah, and we have made promises to God. So that's great. So just, uh, just in wrapping this up now, uh, folks, uh, I just want to talk about some of the lessons that I've learned. And one of the big things that's come out is I've realized that it takes a change of pace and a change of place to get a change of perspective. And so... During this lockdown period, I found by slowing down, I've got a, a fresh perspective on a number of areas of my own life. I began to see more clearly the things I actually should be focusing on and the things maybe I should not necessarily be doing. Also re-looking at some of the priorities that I had in my life, even reflecting on the church. Where's the church at? Are we doing the things we're meant to be doing? And I felt God gave me some strategies of things that we could do moving forward. Um, I learned the important, importance of the three R's. And you've heard me talk about this, about uh, reflect, renew, and reset. And I'd add a fourth one, a restructure. So reflect. How is my life going? Are my priorities what they should be? Am I doing the things I'm meant to be doing? Is my life heading in the direction I want it to head in? How are my relationships? How is my marriage? How, how is my family? You know, just taking time to pause and stop and think through some of those things. How's my relationship with God? And so once you've gone through and thought those things through, then, you know, you reset. Don't come out of COVID-19 the way you went in. Reset some things. And that's where you might need to restructure the way you go about your life. So if you've not done this, if you've not looked at those four hours or the three hours, can I encourage you today, this week, set aside probably an hour and then write a few things down. So there are lessons that we can all learn uh, through COVID-19, whether you did well or whether you didn't do well, uh, you can come out with some lessons. Why don't you take a moment and just write down one lesson. Maybe you can pick up on a lesson that some of the panel have talked about today and just write those things down. So can I just talk uh, for a few gains I think that we've got as Church Unlimited? And uh, one would be a greater connection and love for one another. That's a, just a great gain because we've gone into overdrive, connecting and, and loving one another. Another huge gain is the online services. And now being on Shine each week uh, that we've currently been doing, so we're reaching a lot more people than we did before. That's a real gain from being shut down from coronavirus. I got into doing daily devotions. So that have been you know, reasonably well received by different ones. And um, also two nationwide prayer meetings a week. 
These are all gains that Church Unlimited has made, and I'm sure other churches have made uh, similar gains as well. Our staff are praying a lot more than we did previously, and all of our campuses and all of our departments, we've been re-evaluating re how well we're doing and uh, you know, just looking at how we can be more effective moving forward. I think one of the um, lessons that I've learned for Church Unlimited is that we realize that church is not just inside four walls. That's been a big lesson. Uh, the fact is, you probably spend about two or three hours a week in church, maybe a bit more. But then there's the other 166 hours that you're actually outside the four walls. So for me, I've learned that uh, a lesson is we have, need to have a greater focus on making sure that the church outside the four walls in homes is prospering and actually getting stronger. And that uh, we want to develop strong Christians who can, use those words, who can self-feed and uh, can maintain a strong faith even if they can't get inside a church building for services. So I'm going to wrap this up. My final closing comments are going to be these. Together we will make the devil pay and regret ever putting me, Church Unlimited and other churches into lockdown. We are coming out stronger closer to God and closer to others. I'm more determined seriously than ever before that my life and Church Unlimited is going to have a greater impact, reach more lost people, see greater trans community transformation and revival than ever before. In fact, through our online services, uh, we're going to continue to reach more people than ever. We're going to see people saved and connected to the church who would never have been reached otherwise. People who would never come inside the, uh, the four walls of a church. I think the devil is going to realize he made a big mistake in shutting down churches and church unlimited. He always loses. In fact, he is a loser. And uh, we're going to give him a massive migraine from which I pray and hope he will never recover. Because when we gather again, uh, soon he's going to think, Oh no, what have I done? This has backfired on us. Church Unlimited is more powerful, more loving, more anointed. Uh, it's bigger than it's ever been before. What have we done? He'll probably have a go at all his demons that surrounded him and helped him to do this thing. Friends, make no mistake. Church Unlimited, the church of Jesus Christ will never be shut down, locked down, closed down, cut down or broken down. The church of Jesus, Church Unlimited, will grow stronger and stronger. And in time, we will bring revival and transformation to New Zealand. And New Zealand will turn to Jesus. The land of the long white cloud will become the land of the great Holy Spirit. We will get the job done. Amen. So can I just thank our panel for joining with us today. We appreciate your openness. We appreciate your honesty. And I'm sure it's been helpful to a lot of people. So wherever you are, why don't you put your hands together and give them a good cheer for what they've done. For those of you who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not a Christian, you've never invited Jesus to come into your heart. I want to give you an opportunity to do that uh, today. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that includes you. He gave his only son, Jesus, to die upon the cross that whoever believes in him will not perish. That means end up in the wrong place, but have everlasting life. God loves you. You're not watching this program today by chance. 
It is a divine appointment. Can I encourage you to give your life to Jesus? Or maybe you're away from God. You once knew Jesus, but you've, you're backslidden. You're far away from God. Today is the time to come back to Him. It's very hard to do life with all its challenges, struggles and battles, some of those which you've heard today without Jesus in your heart. So if you want to receive him today, please pray this very simple prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You died on the cross for me. I confess I'm a sinner and I ask you to forgive me. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love you to just press the button on the screen and we'd like to get in touch with you, contact with you. If you're watching on Shine, please contact them. Otherwise, you can contact us at uh, info at churchunlimited.nz. Hey, we're going to sing a great song now. It's called Worthy of It All. You know, we've come through COVID-19. We've had some gains. We've had some struggles. We've had some, some lessons that we've learned. But at the end of the day, our worship is all towards the one who is worthy of it all. He's the one who's got us through this and will continue to get us through it as well. So wherever you are, why don't you stand and lift your heart, lift your voice and sing this wonderful song, Worthy of It All. <laughs> 